God is a motivator. He sees the, he has the end and he wants, he's giving you the end result, but he wants you guys, you guys to go on that journey. And that journey is to strive for holiness and to live for righteousness according to his righteousness, not our own. And that's what the reward-based part is all about. Is to show your the reward, give you the rewards for your faithfulness, for being a Christian, basically. And it's not a matter of going to heaven or not. And that's what I'm going to explain to you guys in this episode. So just to recap quick, it says, what, what is the Bema Seed of Christ? The Bema Seed of Christ is that we will all stand before God one day. It's a clear fact that every person one day is going to be judged by God. doesn't matter if you're a Christian or a non-believer. The, the difference with that is that the Christian is not judged for their sins but judged based on their faithfulness, what they did with their life here on earth as a Christian. Were they idle or were they doing God's business or were they living in their purpose to be conformed into the image of Christ? And it's not a matter of salvation. Heaven is not earned. That's what I'm also going to clarify in this episode. And again, it's not a place where God judges you for your sins. But it's a place of where you're going to get rewarded. So buckle up, get your pens and note and write these scriptures, man, because it's going to be a blessing. And listen to this entire episode. You'll be blessed. Okay, we start with the theme of this series of the Blessed Hope, Titus 2, 11 through 15. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men teaching us to deny ungodliness and what worldly lusts we should live soberly righteously and godly in the present age looking forward to the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our god and savior jesus christ who gave himself for us that we might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works. Speak these things, exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no one despise you. Let's pray and bow your heads. Oh, Heavenly Father, how marvelous are your words. You know, for such a time as this, we need this. The world that we are living in, Lord, people are losing their morals. And we understand, because of you, Lord, of what you've done for us at the cross, the grace of God, Lord, appearing to them, appearing to us, that you give us the power to deny ungodliness, to look forward to your to the blessed hope, to the rapture of the church, and to see you face to face in all your glory. What a wonderful day that will be. My heart is warmed by it right now. So Lord, we thank you for this, ta- for this day and time. 
We pray for your intervention. We pray for your spirit to lead the service and bear the fruit that it needs to be bore. And you deem this important. That's why you said we should exhort and let no one despise what we are teaching. I pray that they take account to this. They hearken their eyes and their hearts to listen, to be slow to speak, to be slow to anger, but quick to listen. And just to hear your words, Lord. Hear your word for this present moment. And for them to live a godly life of with purpose, with direction. As we are about to get into this today's lesson. Lord, I believe that this lesson is going to bless the people. To know why they live this Christian life. Why they believe in you. One of the reasons why they believe in you. So Lord, you are a motivator. You are a rewarder of all who diligently seek you, Lord. And you are faithful. So, Holy Spirit, lead the service. In Jesus' name, Amen. Alright, beloved. Today we will be talking about the Beamer Seed of Christ. We are continuing the series on the Blessed Hope. We talked about the rapture. And now we are talking about the Beamer Seed of Christ. The judgments. Basically the judgment of God. And you know, in the previous episode, I broke down the different judgments on who falls into where. Who falls into where? God will judge us one day, but not uh, not in the same way. So in this episode, I'll be telling you about the rewards for the children of God, for God's children, the ones who are born again, who gave their life to Christ because they believed in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And why it is important for you to carry on walking this walk and see the love of God for you in this episode. So we will be talking about the rewards the Bible tells us about and why we are encouraged to pursue attaining them. So the first one that we will begin with is the crown of righteousness. It is what you call the crown of righteousness. So for you, for us to get it in full context, I brought the verse in its fullest context. So we will read from 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 through 8. I charge you, therefore, before God and our Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Man, he's already put a distinction there, man. What a wonderful thing. He's already saying, already showing us the rapture. He's appearing. Whenever the Bible mentions his appearing, it always refers to believers, him appearing to his believers. It's always referring to the rapture. That's what it means. And his kingdom. The kingdom that he'll come back and rule the earth that we are in now for a thousand years. 
So this is what Paul says. I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears. The reason why we need to preach the truth and not fall away from what God has established. Because everything that the world is doing now is challenging God's authority on what's right and what's wrong. So in actual fact, they are saying that God made a mistake. God is unfair. God is a chauvinist and all that stuff. They all come up with these weird terms. Whereas God has both both energies. The masculine and the feminine side. And the world is challenging God's authority his way of doing things and man and that's how, and it's gonna be getting worse from here on it's not it's not gonna stop it'll intensify and that's why it's important to be moral morally accurate according to the word and not what the world says as christians we need to convince come up with an argument be able to convince people influence them and it's done through our lives this verse this book paul told timothy that be an example to the believers in how you speak in how you walk in how you talk okay no that's the same thing in your conduct in your conversation in your faith in your purity all those things are being challenged today they are being challenged. Defining purity and what's right and what's wrong. They are being challenged. So do it God's way. To convince, to rebuke. Whenever we must know that we, what when we've done wrong. We must know when we have done wrong. To exhort, to make it known out there. That's what it means to exhort, to let people be in the know with all long suffering and teaching. And man, with the, what's going on around the world, man, God, God knew about that. And that's why it says be patient. And it's not your, patient, actually, your patience in your own strength. It's his patience that he instilled in you in the Holy Spirit. It's, it's one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit for a Christian. So it's in you right now to have patience, to endure, to, to be strong, endure. You have the strength of the Lord to endure. And not to be pressured by society and what they are saying about you. Whether they name call you, they bash you, they try to assassinate your character. But you have the glory on, of God on you, child of God. So you don't need to worry about that. Don't worry about what they think. You carry on living that life and you will be rewarded. You see, for this reason, Paul says, there will come a time when they will not endure sound doctrine, 
but according to their own desires because they have itching ears. They will heap up for themselves teachers. They will turn away from the truth and be turned aside into fables. But you be watchful of all things. Endure afflictions. You see, in this life, it's all about endurance. We will always feel pain. Some way or another, th things are going to happen to us that we didn't, we didn't even look for, that we don't even expect, but they happen. And this is the part of the Christian life, that you will be persecuted because you are a godly person, because you are standing for what's right, morality and all that, through the, through the Holy Spirit. And you'll be persecuted, but God says, endure. I am with you. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. You are my child. You are my son. You are my daughter. You are a king and a prince. You are a queen and a prince. Princess. Sorry about that. So live like, live to the image of your father in heaven. Imitate the Son, Jesus Christ, to be conformed into the image of His Son. So endure afflictions. Be watchful of all things. Be in the know on what's going on in the world. One thing I can tell you is that the world that we live in is temporal. This is not true reality. The real reality is the spirit world. So, the thing is, and I'm not going to shame you for wanting to live a wonderful life here on earth. I'm not going to do that. Because with God, truly God can change your life. He, he will equip you with things you need to do to live that life. But you must understand that you will be persecuted. You will be made fun of along the way. No matter how, no matter what you do whether you are bad or good people will always talk people will try to put you down but the glory of god is on you and just keep doing what you need to do to live that life that god has prepared for you god wants you to succeed and all that but uh, what i'm saying is that do not bind your mind on the earth whereas this is not the true reality the reality real world is the spirit world heaven and it's an amazing place I'll, I'll be talking about that man guys in the future episodes so be watchful of all things because jesus christ talked about that this world one day i'm coming back to it to judge this world of their sin and unbelieving heart of their sinful people so be in the know know about bible prophecy remember the theme the last verse i say it says that do not let anyone discard what you are saying concerning this doctrine. It says, let no one despise you. Titus 2.15 Don't let anyone despise you because of what you are teaching concerning prophecy. You just need to be accurate and sure and not just make things up and just preach the Bible. But other than that, let no one despise you. So be watchful, be in the know, 
endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist. What is, what does evangelist mean? The bringer of good news. So with all the things that are happening in the world, like right now what we are currently experiencing, it's part of God's plan. Whether these people realize it or not, it's part of God's plan. Redemption. He's coming back, people. You see the world getting worse and worse and worse. Jesus said to look up for your redemption draws near. When you see all these things happening, wars and rumors of wars, the love of many growing cold, earthquakes, tornadoes, natural disasters, all the likes, moral decay. Man, I never dreamed that as an adult, some of my dreams that I wanted to have, man, like the moral decay that we have right now, man, it's unbelievable. Seriously, like, no one's considering anything sacred anymore. But that's the world we live in, the world of sin. It's because we live in a sinful world. We are not in a perfect world. As much as we can, let's stand for righteousness. But where there's good, there will also be evil, nonetheless. Where there will, in as much as there will be light, there will always be a shadow behind the light always so until jesus christ comes again it's just gonna be getting worse and worse and worse but don't let that be you stand for what is right be strong in the lord and in in the power of his might man you don't know how powerful you are really you really don't know how powerful you are in christ child of god the enemy can't do anything to you unless you let him. Don't let the enemy confuse you. Don't let the enemy use you for his purpose. Next thing you lose your reward in heaven. You, I didn't say you lose heaven. You lose your reward. So live, do the work of an evangelist. The evangelist, what it, what it does, it brings good news. And it's actually the word gospel. The gospel of Jesus Christ is that upon everything else that's happening, God came to this earth to be our sacrifice, to die for the sins of the world. The Jews rejected him, so he came to the Gentiles. And he said that God loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. So this is the time to get saved, people. The world is getting darker and darker, but it's going to get brighter at the end. But there will come a time that God says, enough is enough. I'm going to take my bride. I'll step aside for seven years and let Satan have his perfect rule. Of course, it's going to be working on in the scenes. That's talking about the tribulation, so I'm not going to get into that. So it's to bring good news. And that you are justified from all things. When you believe that gospel that he died for your sins. He was buried and he rose again on the third day. And he's coming back. Child of God. He's coming back for you. To come back for you. And he's coming to judge the world. As a child of God he's coming back for you at the rapture. Before 
the worst happens. You think this is bad? Wait till the church is out of here. Then you'll see how bad it is. So because you are justified in him, he's given you the right to be sons of God because of your belief. For those who believe, he gave them the right to be called sons of God. John 1. Do the work of the of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure is at hand. Man. My time's up. Timothy, you've seen me, you've seen how I work, you've seen how I do things, you've seen how faithful I was to the scriptures, to the word of God. Now, it's your turn to continue what you've been taught faithfully. Preach the true gospel. Or otherwise you will be accursed. I mean that's what I'm thinking. Like when he's talking to Timothy at the end. Because like. This thing is really important. To be taught right. To know what is true. Because in Galatians 1 verse 6. Paul was at the church of Galatia. When he pre preached to them. He preached to them the true gospel. That you are justified by faith alone by grace alone and then there were people who came by and said no you gotta add in works you gotta be good enough you gotta keep the sabbath you gotta keep gotta get circumcised gotta keep the commandments you know now trying to contaminate the gospel and paul says i am shocked like i can imagine the expression on his face Saying that I am shocked that you have turned away so soon from another gospel unto the one that you have received. And he gave he gave them that gave them this warning that if I or an angel from heaven preach to you any other gospel than what you have received, let them be accursed. They were turned away from the gospel of the grace of Christ, what Jesus did for us. And that he took our place because we are never perfect. Morally, in heart, deed, and action, we are never perfect. Only he was perfect because there was no sin in him. And the grace of Christ is that he took all that we could not do and he gave us his righteousness. And now... You are justified by faith. Your heart is made pure by faith. And now these people come in and tell you, no, you got to do works for you to be saved. And he's warning them like, why? Why be, uh, believe in the spirit? Why carry on in the spirit and walk according to your flesh? Like, why? So that's what I believe that was telling Timothy about his life lessons that he's learned, like, that you be careful with such people. There are many voices that are going to be out there now that I'm gone, now that the apostles are gone. I believe that it was only him and John who were left. I mean, John, John was the last apostle to 
die. So yeah, there were many voices out there. And he was encouraging him. He was giving him wisdom to be true and not be a false teacher. So be careful about uh, with people like that. Teaching him discernment. He must have discernment. For I am already being poured out as a drink offering. And the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight. Paul was a masculine, strong man. Man like he was intimidated by people. People were intimidated by him actually. Not You get the point. People were intimidated by him. And that's why they would do, go all out, of, all out of their way just to mess him up. But that's, that's what it came with. You stand for the truth. People don't like the truth. It hurts. But deep down they know it's true. But their hearts are telling them, nah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to choose to believe it. So, okay, God gave you free, free will. But understand this, that your actions have consequences. Consequences can be good or bad. It's not necessarily a bad thing, like when you hear the word consequence. So, I have fought the good fight. The fight of faith. He was a fighter, man. He was a warrior. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Finally. Now this is where we're getting to the reward part. Man, I can't believe it was this long. <laughs> My bad, guys. But anyway. Finally, there is laid out for me the crown of righteousness. Which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day. What day is that? The rapture. The day we see our Lord face to face. Finally after 6,000 years man. 6,000 years. And not. And listen to this. Imagine. <laughs> I find humor in this. Like imagine you just said. Okay. There is laid out for me. The crown of righteousness. Which the Lord the righteous judge. Will give to me on that day. And then it just ends there. Like, oh, Paul, oh, come on, Gandhi, what about us? Gandhi, you, you've been saying that God is fair and just. Now we are living the Christian life here, and then next thing, we get to, we just get to heaven, Jay. Nothing, just, just going to heaven, Jay. Ah, oh, come on, man, there has to be more to this. But he didn't end it there, man. And he says, and not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. So man, I don't know why people are afraid to see Christ. Christians are afraid to see Christ. I don't know. And I'm not blaming you for that. I mean, I, wa I was once in that state, man. Like I was afraid of seeing Christ, man, because I was ashamed of how I lived in the past. Man, because I believe, like, I failed him. I tried to live to please him, man. And I know that he's already pleased and all that. So I was trying to live according to the word of God. According to the spirit to be transformed into the same image of his son. From glory to glory. But you know, at times we fall at times and, and then we forget God. And we give in to our temptations. And the next thing we go through the door of our temptations and then now we are struggling we have this fear that oh man 
I've sinned against God. That's our flesh. It knows that no, we'll be guilty and that guilt will turn to shame and which will be a bad thing because now it shuns you from God. You believe, you, and especially when you don't have the right doctrine, like when you are not taught right about God's word and about Jesus Christ and what he did for you at the cross, you will stay in that bondage. You will not be delivered from that. And that's what's so powerful about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Is that you are transformed from faith to faith. Not from faith to your words. Like in your own effort. But by from faith to faith. By the spirit. And you are always justified in his eyes. It doesn't mean that you won't. You won't. Uh, you will, it's an excuse for you to sin. But to say that. To see how that God loves you, even in your down, uh, downtime, in your lowest point. Remember Jesus at the uh, when he was being baptized at Jordan. That is considered to be the lowest point on earth. Saying that he was baptized, and when he got out of the waters, he heard this from the Father: "This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased." Long before he started his ministry, and then he, when he was in Mount Hermon, where he was, uh, where he transfigured, Moses and Elijah appeared. God said to him again. Of course, he was speaking to the apostles, and Peter, with his big mouth, says, "Hi, you know what, guys? You know what, Jesus? You will create three. Uh, you will create tabernacles for each of you, right? One for John. Oh uh, no." One for Elijah, one for Moses, and one for you. And then God spoke in a bright cloud, saying, basically rebuking Peter and the apostles, James and John, saying, this is my beloved son. Hear him. So at the lowest point of his life, God affirmed him. And even on the highest point of his life, God affirmed Jesus Christ, calling him his uh, beloved. And that's because now you are in him. He always sees you loved. He sees Jesus on you. You are washed. You are sprinkled with the blood of Jesus Christ. And nothing can counteract the blood. Praise God. Hallelujah, church. Man, and that man, that I have respect for that man for God that it gives you gives you reverence when you believe right you live right man wow. so let me digress a little bit okay I guess I went on a rabbit trail there so yeah not only to me but also to all who have loved his appearance so when we, sh we shouldn't be afraid Basically, Paul is telling us that the appearance of Christ for a Christian is a good thing. It, it is a good thing for a believer. It is a good thing because he's coming to redeem you out of this world to the life, the real life out there that's going to happen. And before that, there's going to be a reward ceremony. And because this, for this qualification, for this crown... It is to, for you to long for his appearing. 
You are looking for him every day out in the clouds, every day. The rapture hasn't happened yet. Okay, so what can I do to glorify God today? You pray to God every day. I'm looking for you. I'm waiting for you. We are called to wait for his son from heaven who who's going to deliver us from the wrath to come. So this crown is for Christians, mainly in the ministry, who preach the word of God in truth. And you know, like I said, Paul was warning, was encouraging Timothy before with his last words, before he, he would become a martyr. And man, what a legacy did Paul leave for us, man. And Lord, I'm truly grateful for that. It, if it wasn't for you, I don't know where, where I would be. Man, with all the things that happened for me to me, Lord, the enemy intended it for evil, but you turned it around for my good. Some people are not as fortunate to learn about you, God, and to come to you. But I made that choice. I was fortunate. I was blessed that even in my struggles, I knew you were there. I knew I, I stood for you even at a young age. And I'm so grateful, man. And I'm not saying this out of pride. I'm so grateful. And that's a testimony, guys. I'll share my testimony in future episodes. So, with the world getting darker and darker, the light shines brighter. Like I said, where there is a light, there's going to be a shadow. But also, where there is a shadow, there'll be light. There's always light. Where there's evil, where there's good, there will be evil. Where there is evil, there has to be a good. They can't counteract each other. They can't contradict each other because of this sinful world. So even in these last days, Jesus is still with us. Do not be afraid, child of God. He promised, and he cannot lie, he promised to you that he will never leave you nor forsake you. Believe him. All the promises of God in Christ Jesus are yes, and him in him, amen, to the glory of God. When you claim his promises, especially when you feel alone, you believe in that. You meditate on that. And that's a very powerful thing. Meditation is a powerful thing to do, a powerful practice, man. It equips you. It strengthens you. So when you meditate on the right things, when you meditate on the word of God, man, it will guard your heart and give you the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. Man, you'll feel this awesome peace that he gives alone, the true peace of God. In your journey in this life, you be we better have the peace of God. And I'm telling you, man, life will become more enjoyable and more fulfilling. So my prayer to you is that you be, I pray that you be strong in the Lord. And even in your afflictions, pray that you God gives you strength. Tap into the strength that God has given in you. Remember that the Holy Spirit is God himself as well. He will strengthen you. Amen. So another thing, always look up for your redemption. He's coming back for you. When you see all these things happening in the world, let us evangelize. Let us be bold for Jesus Christ. 
and preach the gospel, the true gospel of Jesus Christ, and be eager for his appearing, long for him. So now, the next reward is what we call the crown of life. And man, this, this, this one is very dear to my heart, man. I feel for the people around the world. Christians especially being persecuted and I'll tell you why Revelation 2 verse 10 Do not fear any of those things which you are about to suffer Indeed the devil is about to throw some of you into prison You may be test that you may be tested And you will have tribulation 10 days be faithful until death and I will give you the crown of life man persecution for Christians is inevitable we will still fight nonetheless fight the good fight but what, the thing that I'm trying to say here is in other countries other countries are not so fortunate we look in the Middle East Arabia, Syria, recently now, a Christian woman was killed because of her faith, because of her faith. He was brought from, uh, in slavery, forced into an arranged marriage, uh, converted from Islam, and believed the gospel of Jesus Christ, and now because of that, because of her faith, they were killed. Other people, other Christians are in hiding. Other people are running away, fearing for their life. Other people are being killed over there because of their allegiance to Jesus Christ. One thing in this passage in Revelation is that it's, it's a metaphor. The devil, in this instance, because we can't see the devil, right? But we can feel the spirit of the devil like government government not willing to help christians i can give you an example in nigeria it's divided there's northern the northern part and the southern part the southern part is majority uh, christian and the northern part is a muslim and the and the leader the president is a muslim president and the people have been asking for help from the government, but they couldn't find none. Yet, they are raiding these people's houses. They are raping their women. They are killing them. They are killing their children. They are prostituting their children. Sex trafficking them. All because they are Christians. And man, I weep for them. Like, I seriously wait for them. Like, we have it easier in some countries. Man. The, depra pra the depraved heart of mankind, man. To go to through this wickedness of racism, of Hating people because of just hate, just 
because they're different from you. And I mean, we don't agree with their stuff, but we do not persecute them. It's always them cursing the name of Christ. Imagine, come to think of it, imagine if you could curse their ancestors or if you could curse uh, Muhammad. How would they feel? They don't consider their uh, the people's feelings. They don't see the consequences of their actions. How it affects people. But at the end of the day, no matter how much you can persecute the church, all these areas, the church is growing and that's a great testimony. But they are suffering nonetheless. And I'm glad that there are organizations that are supporting these people who are suffering, who have no homes, who have no food to eat. They don't even have an income. They are, steered, they are discriminated even in the workplace just for their faith. And in other cases, like I remember when I was talking to a fellow brother, a sister of mine, like we were walking, and she said like, okay, we were talking about getting jobs and all that. And then she, and then she says, ah, whatever you do, do not write that you are Christian there so that you can get the job. Like, and then I'm like, I shrug my head, man. Like, why? Why are you ashamed of your faith? It's so that I'm I'm not criticized or any or anything like that. So that I'm able to have a job at least. I mean, I'm not gonna judge that. Jesus is the one who's gonna judge that because if you're not gonna stand up to Him, man, because this earth that we are living in is temporal. So why are you worried about temporal things? You don't realize that you have the favor of God in your life. And people will be drawn to you and people will be intimidated by you. And you can change lives. You don't know. God has given you gifts that you have to tap in. And you have the rest of your life to do that until he comes again. The life you have here on earth is for a purpose. So do not be ashamed of your faith. Do not be ashamed of Jesus. Then let him give you strength through persecution. And you know, I'm glad for organizations like Open Doors USA and there are many others as well. And you can help each other in your own way as well. So pray for our brethren around the world where they are being persecuted, strongly persecuted. Like man, we, we got it easy here. We have it easy. I mean like right now with the current conditions with COVID and everything, we are basically experiencing the same pain now. At some degree. The incorruptible crown. 1 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 25 through 27. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown. But we for an imperishable crown. Therefore I run. Not with uncertainty, thus I fight not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body and make it into sub and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should be disqualified. So, the beginning of the verse, what does it mean to be temperate? It means to be focused, basically to be even-minded focus on a goal 
someone who is focused on a goal. And I can give an example with Joseph. You know the story? Joseph got a dream that he will rule over his brothers, basically. When he told his brothers about the dream, they were envious, they were jealous of him, they hated him. And all day he'll be talking about his dream and dreams that you all are going to bow down to me one day. And man, that made them hate him even more, man. And so time passes by and now they decide, okay, we've had enough of this. Our father loves him more than he loves all of us. Let's go sell him out. Let's go kill him or something. But Reuben steps in and tells him, no, let's not kill him, but sell him off. Next thing, two of his other brothers, I forgot the name, they sold him off. Reuben saying he was trying to free his brother, but he was too late. He was already gone. They sold them to the Ishmaelites. The Ishmaelites sold them to Egypt. And he was, was sold into Potiphar's house. And then they, trouble. Yeah, you know the story. He, they tried to sleep with him. His wife tried to sleep with him. And that, that got him into another pit. Which was prison. And in prison, he met two men. A cupbearer and a baker. Even then, God was with him. God's favor was upon him. So they talked, uh, the men got out and they were rehired at Pharaoh's palace. They forgot the favor Joseph asked of him. So I don't know how long he was stuck, stuck in the matter. He was, he had the grace of God in him. Even the guard, he was favorable even towards the warden. So even in your darkest times, when you think that you, God has forgotten you, has left you, no, he hasn't. God's grace is still upon your life. Uh, the baker, uh, the cupbearer, suddenly remembered the man. There was a man who, who can interpret dreams because Pharaoh had a dream that he didn't understand. And then he decided, get that man out and come bring him to me. They brought him out. He interpreted the dream. And he was amazed. And he became the second in command of Egypt. Next thing, there was a famine in the land of Israel. Jacob tells them to go fetch food because there was food in Egypt. They go, they arrive in Egypt, they find a man, and Joseph recognized his brother that, that it was his brother's man. And yo, I, he was hard on him. He didn't want them to recognize him. In fact, they couldn't recognize him. Of course, you know how with Egyptians, they put on makeup. Egyptians and their makeup for some reason. I and us But other than that, I digress. They come to Egypt, they're asking for food. Joseph gives them a hard time, but eventually gives them what they want. And then all these things keep on keeping on. Fast forward, he asks them for his brother, like how he asks them how their father is doing. Our man is a well man and all that and he was happy to hear that. And he says, no, we have a young one as well who's uh, Benjamin, the youngest of us all. And he says, oh, okay. Like they didn't know that they were talking to their brother uh, Joseph. And then he says, oh, because of that, basically saying because of that, I'll keep this one, Simeon. You bring everyone here. And yeah, he gave them a hard time. And uh, Jacob didn't want to let go of Benjamin. Because he loved Joseph and he he reminded him of Joseph coming from his the wife the person that he loved. So he didn't want to let go of him. 
eventually he gave in thinking that he's gonna lose his son but no no all he wanted was to see his brother benjamin and what a moment that was man he teared he teared so much in front of them at that lunch at his house and showed himself to be his brother joseph and they all were afraid they cried they embraced each other and then they were afraid but listen to what joseph said you intended it for evil but god intended it for good you intended it for evil but god intended it for good this is a um, reflection because they bowed down to him eventually they worshipped him and this is what's going to happen in the future in the millennial kingdom israel will accept their king they will worship their king yeshua because the his brothers represent the 12 the 12 tribes of israel in the beginning they rejected him just like when jesus when he came on the scene his people his own people rejected him but when he comes back they will embrace him and what a day that will that that it will be because we will be right there next to him when they embrace him we will be coming back with him what a day that will be i'm so excited man and that's what the christian life is worth it that's why it's worth it so what what was my point here the thing is with this reward now coming back to the reward the point with this reward is that it requires discipline it requires self-control and god has given us self-control and god works with motivation he works well with motivation he gives you the end result and tells you no man this is what is waiting for you on the other side so do this and you will get this so the christian life is about pursuing jesus christ and because of that because god is just he will reward you for your faithfulness for standing up for what is right for trusting in his word and not digressing and not falling to the culture amen and discipline does not mean perfection no 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 discipline it requires work it's trial and error you will fail you will fall because we still have a sinful nature in us the flesh we are dead to the flesh but the flesh is not dead to us our identity is with christ now but we still live in this corrupted body and one day with the twinkling of an eye it will be changed from a natural body to his glorious body from a body that's decaying to a body that will be eternal that will live forever full of life you man i keep saying this this is not life true life man is when you are in the presence of god we just experience only a trickle of it here on earth we will only feel just a trickle of it imagine when you are in heaven you won't feel any pain no sorrow no boredom you're not gonna be bored anymore like ah what am i gonna do today i don't know what i'm gonna do i'm so bored i'm gonna watch tv ah no tv is bored boring just browsing in social media and you just wasting life away man there won't be any more no more so discipline does not mean perfection it's work and it's going to be empowered by the holy spirit 
and it's good that God forgives us when we fall. The Bible says that a righteous man may fall seven times, but he'll get back eight times. Get back up. The key is to get back up. Do not stay down there for too long. Get back up and keep walking, knowing that God is still on your side. He's there. He has forgiven you. Come back to him. He has forgiven you. He has redeemed you. He is made unto us redemption. In Christ, there's redemption. He has redeemed every every part of your life if you believe in him. Don't limit what God can do in your life. And because self-control is in the spirit, Holy Spirit, ask God. We have not because we ask not. It could be for anything. Ask God for self-control. Basically, ask God to tap in the self-control that he already has put in you. Amen? So now we are going to the last one. I believe it's the last one. How many have you conquered so far? And man, I'm enjoying myself. I don't know about you guys, but I'm enjoying myself. Man, spirit, this is how spirit-led teaching feels, man. You feel encouraged. You feel empowered. I don't feel tired. I feel like I can go on and on and on and on and on. But I can't. I need to get <laughs> to finish some way or another. I need to finish. I can't go on forever, man. But that's what I feel. I feel like I can go all to midnight. How long How long will that take? I think it will give me four hours at least. <laughs> yeah. Right now, we are at the crown of glory. This reward, the crown of glory. First Peter chapter 5, verse 1 through 4. The elders who are among you, I exhort, I encourage you. I who am a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ and also a partaker of the glory that will be revealed. Man, wow. He witnessed what Christ suffered for us. Back then they were dull, they didn't understand because they were men, they didn't have the Holy Spirit in them. But now, through the revelation of, through the Holy Spirit, he's reminding them on what they were taught when he was still here on earth. The ministry that Jesus Christ, he witnessed the suffering that he went through. Man being, they were assassinating his character, you know the Pharisees. They're trying to assassinate his character. They tried to put him down, man. They wanted to be the leaders. They didn't want to be taught by anyone else. They didn't want anyone to follow anyone else. But Jesus changed the world back then. With the people, sinners embraced him. They were able to come to him. He had this masculine energy that, yes, I am a strong man, but I'm still gentle i'm loving i'm kind i came for you and man you give me great joy when you come to me bearing your faults giving giving me your problems giving me your struggles you make me happy i mean that's how jesus felt man like knowing that he can he was needed by people uh, he wasn't able to impact those who didn't need him like the pharisees they re they denied him so he couldn't do anything for them except that to rebuke them of their self-righteous act. Think, thinking that they are better than everybody. 
thinking that they don't have any problems in their life where they had a bunch of problems and he was the harshest with them than with uh, the sinners because they knew what they were they knew their nature but they Pharisees never accepted the nature that they had that they are fallen human beings that they are sinners that they they are not good to the core they are not good to the core but no we are better than he, we are better than everybody we keep the law of Moses we don't do this we don't do that we don't do this look at these other people they are look, quick to look at their faults they are wanting to be recognized they are full of pride and self-righteousness which God hates but even in his rebuke it was because he loved them like to repent it's basically telling them stop with this hip- hypocrisy repent you are not self-sustaining you need me but no it's always gonna be that way one way or the other there will be people like that and for Christians it's worse for Christians because we can fall into that religious mentality that spirit because especially the elders especially the leaders of the church it can influence them there are demons they even they are even religious demons so we that's why we pray for our pastors that god uses them faithfully to bring the word to us faithfully because you are dealing with people's lives here and if you are not being led by the holy spirit man you are going to you are bringing trouble to the church I am a fellow elder and a witness to the sufferings of Christ and also a partaker of the glory that will be revealed shepherd the flock of God which is among you serving as overseers not by compulsion don't feel like you are forced to do this don't feel like or no I just it's like a drag like Shikamaru like oh what a drag life is a drag these people are drag no don't be like that but be willing you got to have god's heart in this the holy spirit to be a leader in the church you have to be led by the spirit of god you can't go this with your own carnal mind you may think you can read the book the bible and teach but you you teach out of carnality you teach out of your flesh you don't come so god you just read the word and come up with your own su- suggestion you don't pray or you have a false sense of uh pray or false sense of humility and preach the word out of your own carnality and not understand not rightly divide the word of god and that is dangerous you are dealing with people's lives here and god will judge us someday uh, out of the intention of our hearts So you have to be careful with the things you listen to, the people you hear, the people you listen to. Go by scripture first. Be like the Bereans. They had noble they were of noble character because they searched the scriptures daily to see what the apostles what they were saying was true. So be careful. Leaders they you must have leaders that are willing to lead. to guide God's people and they are there they are all there there are people who truly care for you pastors who truly care for you not for dishonest gain 
but eagerly dishonest gain because when i was meditating on this what was the thing that you gave me god dishonest gain man you can, there there's so many examples examples for this dishonest gain like your heart is not right to begin with like what you started your intentions were not right because you hear of cases of leaders taking advantage of the flock undermining the flock spiritually abusing them and other scandals man like especially sex sex is one of the biggest things scandals in the church you can say that it doesn't happen in all churches but it does sexual sin happens in every church and 50% of the polls were done and 50% of christians christian leaders to be specific watch pornography male and it's the same amount when it comes to women as well christians who watch pornography it's a big problem and that can't be ignored i'm saying this because i am i was i was part of that 50% because and man like it makes me feel dirty it made me feel like i'm not worthy of love because of the things that i've gone through that happened to me man i was i can tell you two two three years ago i know it was yeah yeah three years ago i was a wreck and two years ago i decided to go to a camp and man i was a wreck man like my mind was like dead i i mean i was breathing but i was dead like i was a zombie i couldn't talk to girls i couldn't just to have a conversation i couldn't talk to girls without thinking of thinking of an impure image in my head like undressing them like my eyes would just wander to to areas which it's not supposed to be wandering i had pure eye contact I couldn't even speak to uh, to girls. Just have a conversation. Nothing, not having anything to do with sex. But luckily, I mean, in my conscious value, I say, okay, no, sex with me is a deal breaker. Value, like, yeah, I respected women, but that urge was so strong, and I fed into it, and it was because of pornography. It's a real problem. You think it's not a problem? It's a real problem. The world is trying to emasculate us men and showing us these impure thoughts, giving us this content that we see on our TVs and we think that it, it is normal. It is not. We need to stand on God's values more now more than before and I understand what they what they experience and why they do what they do. Because the church is being silent. If the church is being silent, they're gonna learn about. Uh, they're gonna have sex education somewhere else, and the world will pervert it. They think that it's normal. It's not, man. They don't realize the consequences of that sin. And I believe that God can redeem you. Like the uh, no sin is big enough that God can't redeem you from even sexual sin. Because I am a living testimony of that.
He has redeemed me from the sexual sin of pornography. And I've been praying for the longest time, struggling, struggling for years, looking for an answer, watching YouTube videos, watching sermons, trying to find an answer. And I would feel grateful like a day or two, and then the next thing I'm tempted, I fall back in again. But thank you by the grace of God, fast forward 2021, he shows me, he brings to me videos on semen retention and why it is important and why we should protect it. That's the life essence that we hold as men. That's the power that gives life to another human being. Can you imagine? And man, when I realized that uh, jerking off, spilling my seed, or in other people say spilling your nuts, spilling my seed, man, feeding this succubus spirit took my strength away. I was weak. I was frail. I lost people's respect. I didn't know who I was, man. I was dead. I was a I was a dead man walking. But thank you for the grace of God, man. His redemption is so marvelous. It's so wonderful, man. Like the work that he does. God answered my prayers. And God is alive. That is a testimony for those who are struggling. God will redeem you. You keep trusting in him. And I'll do another I'll do an episode on semen retention one of these days. For men and the benefits that come with it and what you need to do on a daily on to get stronger and stronger and be the man God has made you to be. Because this practice is supported by scripture. Alright, I go into another rabbit trail. But testimonies are always good, guys. They're really important because we overcome the devil by the word of our testimony and the blood of the Lamb. His blood that cleanses us of all our sins, man. And when I've practiced this and I realized God's love for me, I said, who cares what anybody thinks? I'm going after the approval of God himself. I don't care what people think. I mean, it's different to to listen for for advice. But always thinking about what people think, like, in a negative way, man, it affects you, it, it stunts your growth. Go after God's approval, not man's approval. So, the scandals, dishonest gain. Another example would be that people will go having an, an appointment and they would want money to be com- compensated for that appointment. And they are re- they really perverted that scripture that Paul talked about in in First Corinthians, that those who preach the gospel deserve their pay. So basically, they take that and make it a command, as if they are obliged to pay you. But you must listen carefully. That you need, they m- must be taught the right things. You don't just give your money to a cause that won't do nothing that doesn't benefit you that does nothing that doesn't bear any fruit you don't give your money your hard-earned money to such things you see the things that uh, have an impact on other people so that's what i decided that i'm gonna use my discernment 
and uh, follow God's word. So if you are not doing the right thing, uh, teaching the right things, I'm not going to support you. Simple as that. I hope you repent one, one of these days so that God's supply can flow in your life because it's not gonna support uh, supply what he doesn't support god won't supply what he doesn't support so you must be eager same thing same thing as willing you must be eager and not, not as being lords over those entrusted to you but being examples of i mean to the flock as a leader you are supposed to be an example to the flock I mean, how do, how else do people see God in this world? And Christians, beloved, it's about time that we not become stagnant, but become proactive, not reactive. God is with us. He has empowered us to live this Christian life. Let us do so in newness of life. We repent, we renew our mind. It starts here first. What do you believe? Your belief system, it starts there first. Then you are able to live out that way. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. The kingdom of God, not being food and drink, but righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Not in your own efforts, in the Holy Spirit. So it's through the Holy Spirit that you have true righteousness. And righteousness is from Christ. It's given to us as a gift. Peace has been given to us. Joy has been given to us. So it's dependent on God. It's dependent on the Holy Spirit. That's why it's important for us to pray. To access these things. Because we can't access it through our own strength. And that's why in John 15, Jesus says that without me, you can do nothing. And what does nothing mean? Literally that. Nothing. Zero. Nada not i don't know how they say it in vendor but yeah zero so guys we need to go back to scripture and live the life that we need to live right now god has entrusted us to be an example we are an we are the ambassadors of christ we represent Christ. So if we are giving, we are showing a negative picture. If majority of Christians portray a negative picture of Christianity, why do you think they don't believe in it? Why do you think many people fall away to begin with and go to these other religions that are false, that are fables, that are myths basically? They are myths. Guys, let us be true to our nature in Christ. That we are a new creature now. And come up with scriptures that benefit the, uh, the church. That, that will grow the body of Christ. That will keep the body of Christ healthy. The church healthy. Because we see the day approaching. Our Lord is coming. And when he comes for you, will you lose your reward? Or will you gain your reward will you will you get your reward when you see him face to face and from the way it is now i people's hearts will be broken even at that judgment seat of christ the bema seat of christ because 
they'll be seeing other people getting rewards and they some of them just have nothing which is which will be sad so guys there's a purpose behind these rewards also as well all right so we can't take the position of christ that's what it means basically nor as being lords over those entrusted to you but being examples to the flock we can't take the position of christ you can only imitate we are not jesus christ the thing our our position is to point people to the lord not to us you see and that's why many christians relationship with christ with jesus is not growing they are like peter they'll have to ask john like who's the who was the betrayer Jesus said in the last supper that uh, in, someone here will betray me tonight. And they were asking among themselves, like, is it, is it I, Lord? Is it I, Lord? Is it I, Lord? And then Judas uh, says, is it I, Rabbi, is it I? He didn't call him Lord. He called him Rabbi. Whoa. That was a red flag. And the only one who knew who actually knew who the betrayer was, was John. And Peter had to nudge John, asking him, says, okay, John, you know, when I, and Jesus, same matter proof, tell him, ask him, who is it? John was the only one who heard, who knew what the, who knew who the betrayer was. Or maybe he's t uh, he told him after, after Judas left, because we, there's no record that, um, or he just whispered to uh, to about it to his ear. We don't know, but he knew, because he had that closeness, sense of closeness with the Lord. Because he believed in his love for him, he always wrote the disciple whom Jesus loves. He 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 absorbed the love uh, the love Jesus had for him. He believed it, and that's why for those who believe God God's love for them, not for him, Peter believed in his love for him, and that's why there was a distance. But with John, John believed God's love for him, and that's how you become close to be an example to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. So what? Uh, who is this reward for basically? It's for the elders of the church mainly, the leaders of the church. So what is their role? The role of an elder is to shepherd the flock. And we can look at, uh, at an example from David. From David. And the Lord Jesus Christ. You see David. Man. It's a similar story with uh, Joseph. Being despised by his brothers. His brothers made fun of him. Because he was young and good looking by the way. But David had it hard to be honest. He really had it hard. Being the youngest of the family. And being made fun of. He would go attend the sheep. But God was with him, man. That young boy, 14 or 15 year old boy, was able to fight a lion. 
and bears all because he's protecting the flock you see the heart there you care for the flock you want to protect them from things from your own experiences that you have experienced and what the word of God says about it you are able to relate that was what was amazing with David yeah so we fast forward now they are at war Goliath Jesse sends his son to go uh, to take food to his brothers who are at war yeah he arrives man they made fun of him says why don't you go back to those few sheep while he's there he basically says what do you say bro oh I didn't hear you okay no he didn't say that he just shrugged it off he ignored him basically he shrugged it off and he was listening while he was there he listened to the blasphemous things that Goliath was speaking over the children of Israel over the nation of Israel and that young boy was mad like he was basically scolding them like rebuking them how can you allow this guy to blaspheme the people of God and the next thing the king heard of this news and then he called him and says uh, okay whoever's gonna fight this giant I'll give my daughter in marriage you see incentive God works with the, with incentive as well. Yeah, and they say, "Oh man, whoa!" And then I'm sure he, yeah, I'm sure he looks at the at the girl, and she was beautiful, pretty young thing. <laughs> you know the song, right, man? Okay, to be honest, I forgot about the song, but nonetheless, that was promised to him, and he confronted. Goliath and his brothers tried to stop him but because he cared for his people for the nation of Israel God was able to use him to fight the enemies and it's the same with us today God will use the people he has called into ministry his true pastors his true people to fight for the uh, for the flock and to equip the flock and eventually he got the victory he told Goliath, you come against me with a sword, but I come against you in the name of the Lord. Oh, Goliath looks down at him. Ah. <laughs> oh, you guys, is this a joke? You guys bring me a scrawny kid. Are you gonna fight with sticks? You guys bring me a dog like, yo, this guy, yo. Like you guys can't be serious. You guys, you can't be serious about this. He's busy laughing and cursing David, and then he says this: "This day the Lord has delivered you unto my hand, and I'll cut you with your own sword. I will slay you with your own sword." And man, he got upset, and all he did was to fight him was with stones and a sling weak things puny things and yet he hit the bullseye right in the forehead and not just hit like it went through it went through the skull through the frontal lobe and into his brain and that was it man like wow done and guys bear, bear this in mind he is a giant 
his path. His helmet covered his face, basically his uh, front, even his eyebrows. You could only see his eyes. He covered his eyebrows. So for him to, for David to be able to hit him, he probably could have laughed. Says, "Ha ha ha!" Next thing, David hits, "Ha ha!" Boom! Bullseye. Nazo. Down comes the giant. The bigger they are, the harder they fall. So that probably could have happened. Who knows? We'll ask David how it happened that he was able to uh, to hit him. But that's my opinion. That's what I believe happened. Ah, ah, Sham David. Ah, you got the, you got, you, you're the man, man. From a man who's, who was weak and being ex uh, exceeded in glory, exalted in glory. Man, praise God that he uses the weak things that the world calls to confide those who are mighty. It's basically an insult like to the enemy. Like, how could I be defeated by this weakling? Man, but with God, the weak are strong with God the weak are strong so with Jesus Christ he calls uh, he calls himself the good shepherd in John 10 he says he's the good shepherd who gave his life for the sheep and he warns us of irresponsible people who run who coward cowardly run away when trouble comes so yeah so bear in mind that God reminded Peter of this scenario when he, Jesus was, was with them reminding him about him being the good shepherd so yeah so what is the role of a shepherd if you can get if you could just deep deep dive into this so what do you think the role of a shepherd should be this is what I came up with the role of a shepherd is a protector when you are a shepherd you need to be strong you can't be a weak shepherd otherwise the sheep will be insecure you need to be a strong leader you need to be a leader of valor mighty man of valor otherwise the sheep will be insecure they'll scatter because they can't trust your leadership you gotta be unapologetically to the, to the word of God, even under persecution. So you have to take care of the health of the sheep, meaning their spiritual health. Like again, doctrine is important because it affects your believing. So if they believe wrong, you'll live wrong. And you'll have to give an account for that one day. It's either you die or you, you meet him at the rapture face to face. Amen. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the rapture. I don't plan on dying. But nonetheless, if I die, I die. But uh, while I'm still living in this life, I'm going to live according to my purpose. I'm going to fulfill my purpose in the name of Jesus Christ. So one is to be a protector. Two is take care of the spiritual health when, where this is concerned. And number three is to guide the sheep. One thing about what I've seen like watching people tending to the to their sheep is that sheep are gullible the thing is that they, they need to be directed like at times 
So it's important for us to guide them into the right things of God and to teach them the word of God. And mainly, again, remember that pointing them to Jesus Christ. Knowing that they must build a personal relationship with him by themselves. You are just a rod guiding them to their destination. That's it. Their relationship with Jesus Christ is up to them. We just have to come up with good teaching, being an example to them. Their relationship is in their hands. Their relationship with God is in their hands. Right. So, what to look for in an elder? What do we have to look for in an elder? One is, you know about the conditions of the of being an elder. You can read them in Titus chapter 1 and Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 3 verse 1 through 7. I'm not going to get into that right now. You'll read on, read, read them, you'll read the conditions and all this stuff for you to qualify. Like again, you must be willing and eager, not do it for dishonest gain. Be an example to them and not take the place of Jesus Christ, our Lord, as Lord. So, in verse 4, it tells us that you will receive a crown of glory. They will receive a crown of glory for those who are elders. It says, and when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory, which does not fade away. And man, I believe that this is one of the greatest awards that Jesus will give to his people. Because, man, this is very valuable. You're dealing with people's lives at the end of the day, their progress at the end of the day. You're leaving a legacy of how to follow in the Lord's footsteps and how you did that for yourself as well. How you respected yourself or how you lived your life. Man, that plays a big role and God takes it seriously, man. And that's what I believe this one will be the greatest reward that you'd ever receive. And remember that the word glory means kavod, which means weight glory weight man you have an impact on people the crown of glory the crown of impact the impact that you've brought that will not fade away wow what a wow that's how we that's how we say it you are dealing with people's lives people's lives being transformed and the flock is healthy man i'm not saying that they won't get sick but overall healthy people they are not toxic they love god man the way that god wants them to be loved man they enjoy god's company they enjoy their life in general man and this is truly an abundant life worth living for so when the righteous rule the people rejoice true so true so when the church, when the church is healthy, people are ha happy. They are really happy. They love the Lord genuinely. And we are righteous by faith. It's faith first and then the fruits come after that. And last, the people in your church or Christian organization will be glad. So my challenge to you, be bold for Jesus. Have you seen his love for you while listening to this episode on how gracious he is or how wonderful he is, how abundantly rich in his goodness he truly is? 
live boldly for him be unapologetic be in the know learn learn more about jesus about your savior every day live worthy of the high calling that he has put in your life the moment you became born again child of god god put a destiny in you that came with salvation that you should be conformed into the image of his son that's the idea of predestination it's not a manner of that god chooses some say that will be saved and uh, he chooses others to go to hell no that's not what it's saying it's saying because now you are born again there's a destiny that you should attain for to be like jesus because you have the holy spirit in you so i'm sure one of these rewards caught your attention some of them you might not attain because you are not in you don't have ministries but there are things that you can attain like the crown of righteousness just looking for him every day longing for his appearing you are studying you are keeping yourself pure that's what the rapture does the teaching of the rapture the purpose is its end result will encourage you to be to live a peaceful life so my challenge to you is that on whatever your your goal is set your goals on achieving those crowns those rewards and also pray about it pray let the holy spirit lead you so now as i conclude as i wrap this up i'll conclude with you with this question why would the bible speak about rewards when we know that you can never earn your way to heaven by works right i mean when you think of, think about this when you listen to the scriptures many people will take it that no you need to earn your way to heaven you lose your reward your reward the reward that you lose is your salvation you don't go into heaven god decides whether you come to heaven or not hmm, probably not because christ the word of god makes it clear that you cannot lose your salvation you are sealed with the holy spirit of promise guaranteed for your deliverance for your redemption sealed for the day of redemption god himself sealed his spirit within you no one no preacher no man can remove that seal but god and he say he is not going to remove it because he has to keep to his promise he's a god that cannot lie if he did that his whole universe will collapse everything around will collapse because he is a just god he holds everything by righteousness so guys don't listen to these other people they are trying to confuse you don't listen to them discern use discernment pray for discernment seek god with your heart with intent to know him and to obey him to follow him amen so it's not about going to heaven no heaven is yours the moment you believe in jesus christ and that you accepted that you are sinner in need of a savior you can't save yourself you are never righteous you are never righteous to begin with from birth you are a sinner then and you are a sinner until you came to the end of yourself admitting that in your whole heart you you are depraved you are saying i'm not righteous i'm not truly good and that's when jesus says yes now i can save you 
you've seen who you really are now i can save you look what i did for you in what you couldn't do for god look what i did for you as god i came in the flesh i died a gruesome death on the cross i suffered a gruesome torture at the cross i carried your sins i carried the curse i carried your condemnation on me so that i can give you my righteousness a righteousness that you could never attain on your own and when i rose i declared that your sins are forgiven in the name of jesus christ you are forever righteous with god now and accepted by the beloved you are in christ seated in the right hand of the father heaven is your home forevermore and no one can take that away from you you may be fearful but when god god take it from me guys god loves you god loves you believe in his love don't just know about his love believe in the love of god so deal away with the uncertainties and look for facts certainties okay search the scriptures no it, it is not a salvation issue so again why would the bible speak about rewards there's another reason why god has rewards lined up that's come forthcoming in the future the events that are coming in the future it is because there will be a millennial kingdom that jesus will establish here on earth for a thousand years and he'll need people to rule with that you will be coming down rule with him for a thousand years in his kingdom so you think about you dying now and then thinking, ah man, I haven't fulfilled, I haven't enjoyed life this side, man. Yo, it's torture, it's gruesome, it's hard. But you'll be ruling with Jesus Christ for a thousand years. On top of that, you don't have a corrupted body anymore. You have a new body in Jesus Christ, a body like Jesus that is immortal. Don't have to worry about a thing. You won't get sick. You'll be able to see your other descendants who haven't been saved around the world, living, run, uh, ruling with Jesus Christ and all that. And you see some of your descendants says, Hey, you know what? I know your great, 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 grandmother. Man, I'm your great, 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 great. Because with this new body there's no time you are not limited by time but the natural people in the millennial kingdom are limited by time for a person to die the bible says at a hundred years old is considered a child can you imagine that that's how the millennial kingdom will be like hey whoa, 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 whoa. why in fact why am i telling you these things now uh-uh 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 no 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 zip yeah evad I'm only going to say that is the millennial kingdom that Jesus Christ will establish here on earth. And it's going to be wonderful, man. It's going to be wonderful. Back to Garden of Eden conditions. Okay, yeah, I'm ending it there. I'm not going to carry on. Got to finish, man. Have you been blessed so far, though? Guys, I hope you've been blessed, right? Ah, no, I believe you've been blessed. I'm, I'm having a blast here, man. I'm having a blast. And number two, second reason, that there will be a new heaven and a new earth. 
man we can't comprehend just how the things of god man our mind can't comprehend it man but it's beautiful you see look at this earth for example and you see a waterfall you see the majestic mountain the mountains they look so majestic when you are traveling like to your home to your homes for example like you're passing by mountains and mountains it's flush with green with greenery man like trees that are rich in green man and the air when you're having a road trip man i miss those road trips one day when i have a car i'm gonna have those road trips i'm gonna travel man i'll travel but yeah get the picture man the fresh air Whew. looking at that waterfall man look at looking at those mountains how beautiful they are looking at god's creation and how beautiful it is man you are the people who are messing it up but nonetheless just think of that imagine how the new earth and the new heaven will be just imagine oh man i can't wait for that day that alone should encourage you to be a christian because God is going to start all over again. And this time there's not going to be any devil. That's going to corrupt God's plan again. I always say this. I I, I mean I once wrote status on, on Facebook. That the Bible from Genesis to Revelation is all about redemption. In the beginning of Genesis was the fall. And in the book of Revelations is redemption. Hmm. Guys, I can't wait. I really can't wait. Come now, Lord, come. But because you are patient, you don't want anyone to perish but to be saved. That's why you are you are not being slack. You are being you are enduring like just a little longer, guys. I wanna bring as many people to me because they are my creation. I love them. I came to die for them, so just be patient. I'm working even in this time. God is still working. And guys, what the enemy intended for evil, God will turn it around for good. So, that's why it's important for us to focus on the other life, the afterlife, as they call it. We find this in um, Colossians chapter 3, verse 2 to 4. Paul tells us to set your mind on the things above, not on the things of the earth. For you died and your life is hidden in Christ, with Christ, in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, you hear that word again, appears. Remember, believer, rapture. That's what it means for when he appears. Then you will appear with him in glory. What an amazing statement. What an amazing truth. Wow. So now, the official closing. <laughs> I thought I was concluding, right? But this is the official one. Man, I hope you enjoyed this long. It's all to prepare you guys. To prepare each other for what God has prepared for us. And that's why it's important for us to preach the gospel. 
and I'll never end an episode without preaching the gospel to you guys. Because through this man who is preached to you, through this man, Jesus Christ, is preached to you the forgiveness of sins. That's how Paul uh, reached the climax of his gospel when he was talking to the people in Antioch, Syria. That's where the gospel spread like wildfire. That through this man is preached to you the forgiveness of sins. And for those who believe in him will be justified from all things by which you cannot be justified by the law of Moses. Through him you are justified from all things without you doing anything good to earn that salvation. Wow. Everyone who believes you are justified. My friend, God loves you. I'm sure you are experiencing it now. You are feeling it in his presence. The Holy Spirit is descending. He's right there, ready to take you back home, ready to infuse with you, ready to come in you. And he loves you so much that he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die for you at, at the cross for your sins. And he justified you along with that. And again, God loves you. The devil hates you. That's why judgment is coming. And that's why it's going to deceive the world to refuse God's love for them, for him. Don't let that be you, my friend. Believe in him today. And he will save you. He will save you. Come to him. My friend, hell is a real place. You refuse to believe him now, hell is your destination. And I'm saying this out of love. I'm not saying this to condemn you. That's the truth. Do not believe these delusions. Do not believe the lies the enemy is putting out there. You will never be good enough to earn your way to heaven. Put your trust in Jesus Christ. Believe in Jesus Christ. Admit that you are a sinner. That you've sinned against God. And that he, that he must come in you to save you. Come in your life to save you. And he did that. It's to trust the cross. The message of the cross. Number three is to believe the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel that I just preached to you. You believe it. So how do you believe it? You call upon his name. In Romans 9, 10, verse 9 through 10 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So wherever you are, don't feel pressured. Let the Holy Spirit lead you. He's urging your heart right now to come back home to him. Come back to the Father's bosom who loves you so much. He loves you, my friend. Believe in the love. Don't just know it. Believe it. My friend, if you have done that, I am so happy for you. I'm rejoicing with you. Welcome to the family, to our body of Christ that loves Jesus, that loves you so much. I love you so much. 
man i'm so happy that you are, you've joined us and let me just to uh, remind you a little bit quickly if you made that remember what came with it that you are sealed with the holy spirit of promise you are a new creature now the old has gone the flesh you are no longer the flesh god has given you his identity you are the righteousness of god in christ the old has gone the new has come god has indwelt in your spirit i mean god has come in you he has made his home among you that's a wonderful thing so now to truly wrap it up my friend Thank you for listening this long. Remember to subscribe to the podcast. It's the immense experience on Spotify or Apple or Google or wherever you listen to podcasts. Anyway, you are everywhere. And guys, I have a goal of reaching 10,000 subscribers. It will really help me when you share this with other people. People need this. The world need, needs this. They need the good news of Jesus Christ. I'm just one of many. I really appreciate if you really help us out. I'm one of many in this generation because it needs to be carried on. You can't rely on the... Because the old ones will eventually pass on. And then we need to continue the legacy of Jesus Christ. So I really appreciate it if you subscribe to this podcast. Great. So man, thank you guys. I had a blast chilling with you. Hopefully I've motivated you so just to boost your day, just to motivate you guys. Anyway guys, that's the end of the episode. I'm just going to leave you with a blessing. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May his face shine upon you. Look favorably to you. May he protect you and prosper you in all things that you are doing for his glory. May the Lord grant to you his shalom, peace, in the name of Yeshua Elohim, Jesus Christ our God. Amen, amen, amen. So guys, this has been the MS Experience and I was your host. Man, you make my, life, my job fun, man. I'll see you next time.